You are listening to the Thriving Empire Podcast with Stephanie Holland, episode 14. Welcome to the Thriving Empire Podcast, where it's all about stabilizing the roller coaster of starting up so that you can launch your ideas with more passion, purpose, and vision. I'm your host, strategist, traveler, and coconut macaroon addict, Stephanie Holland. So let's get started. Well, hello. How's everything going? I'm going to start with a question today. When is the last time you felt so relaxed that you let all your cares literally blow away with the breeze? Because I have just had the craziest experience, right? I jumped on a bus to a beach called El Paradon for a few days. Okay. It's a tiny beach community in Guatemala that's still actually relatively remote and untouched, but it just has the right amount of tourism infrastructure to get there, to stay in a nice, safe place and to enjoy really good food. So really awesome. And I was really excited about going. I really just wanted to feel the ocean breeze uh, to rejuvenate, but actually I was just going to continue working as usual. So it wasn't a holiday trip or anything, but that didn't happen because I had no internet for three whole days, which honest to God, I wasn't prepared for. So here's the thing. The owners have a laptop set up at the bar so that you can quickly access your email, but there's no actual Wi-Fi connection for guests, which of course, you know, these days is pretty unusual, even in Guatemala. So I was actually a little bit sad about that because I had to reschedule quite a few meetings that I had set up for Thursday and Friday. And I actually just really enjoy my work dates with my clients and also my new prospective clients, even if we're just kind of touching base to decide on the next steps. I really love, love, love hearing about their progress and all the ways um, their work and business is changing because of the perspective shifts that we're having, uh, that we're creating during our meetings together and during the programs that I've created for them. Uh, they're really having massive perspective shifts about their life, uh, which is, you know, the results of really asking themselves how they really want to live and work. And of course, that has a massive effect on their projects, their products, their services, and how they sell and market them as well. And honestly, we work a lot on mindset, especially when we first start working together. So a lot changes almost instantly when you change your mindset. And I really call this pre-business strategy. And it really helps um, my clients align with what really matters to them. And that way they can kickstart momentum around their ideas because they know what they really want to do and why. It really literally gives their ideas, ideas a really powerful driving force. It's so cool. And I love it. So I was really bummed out that I had to cancel these meetings. And actually, by the the way, that reminds me, you still have time to schedule a free discovery call with me where we talk about what you need to do next to launch your ideas and build momentum and to see if I can help you with that. You just need to head over to stephanieholland.co forward slash do it, D-O-I-T to book your complimentary 30 minutes with me. Anyway, um, um, I, I canceled all my meetings. I rescheduled them for this week. All my clients were really cool. Thank you so much. You know who you are. <laughs> and I actually had a chat with one of the three partners of the place where I was staying about the no Wi-Fi policy. And basically they want travelers to just really talk and really connect with each other rather than just sitting in silence, staring at their own phones, like zombies connecting with everyone in the world and liking everyone's Facebook posts and Instagram posts, connecting with everyone in the world, um, except with the people in the same room as them, which I totally understand. So, you know, the result was that I was completely disconnected from all of my business platforms for three whole days. <laughs> it was crazy. And this is what happened to me. Relaxation. 
extreme relaxation. And sort of within that, something amazing happened. All of the challenges I thought I had, I perceived myself as having before arriving on the beach, literally were blown away with the ocean breeze. Honestly, I have the same circumstances. I've, I've come back to the city of Antigua where I'm based right now. There are the same circumstances, but I just have a completely different perspective about them. The ocean breeze has done for me what I usually do for my clients. Massive perspective shift. It is so, so cool. So things that felt really urgent a few days ago don't seem important anymore at all. I've just let it all go. I just surrendered all of my challenges to the ocean breeze. Kind of cool. I love thinking about it that way. So I got to thinking during, you know, you know, on, on the bus on the way back, I got to thinking about how much of the drama um, we bring to our work and our business, how much of that is simply the result of just being too close to our business, to our ideas, to our projects too much of the time. And that actually what we're not doing enough of is we're not disconnecting enough so that we can regain a fresh perspective and really enjoy life for extended amounts of time. So I'm talking about especially I guess, disconnecting from identifying too closely with our ideas. So, you know, to the point where when they fail, you know, when they don't turn out as we had hoped or, you know, we don't generate results, the results with them that we were expecting, like, you know, sales or signups, um, that we don't take it too personally. So the theme of disconnection is really powerful as a way to reconnect with what's truly important, with what is really important, with what really matters to us. So in a way, disconnecting with what isn't important so that we can reconnect with what is, right? And I think there are a few layers to this. So the first layer is disconnecting from the internet so that you can actually free up your neurons to make new neural connections by themselves instead of being spoon-fed all the time by other people and their ideas. Actually, one of my um, favorite online mentors, Brooke Castillo, recently commented in a podcast about this, that we spend so much time listening to and making notes on other people's ideas and not nearly enough time making notes on our own thoughts, which is a process that she, I think, brilliantly calls super thinking. It's so cool. So regular digital detoxes can be really a powerful way to kickstart your own thinking and ideas. And actually, I want to try doing this one day a week. And that means even refraining from texting friends, using WhatsApp to chat with my friends, literally switching off my mobile all day long, my laptop all day long, leaving them at home and going out and just reconnecting with myself and the world around me. So I'm really excited about that. I think the second layer is disconnecting completely from even thinking about our work and our business. Because of course, there's a danger that you can disconnect from the internet, but you still go off into the world and you think about your challenges and you worry about the stresses that you have in your work and business and that you don't disconnect, disconnect from that. So the second layer is really disconnected, disconnecting, sorry, even from thinking about your work, about your business. Um, to literally free up your mind to think about other areas of your life. And you might be, have to be really disciplined about this. You might need to pick an area of the, your life, like your body or your health or your romantic relationship or your family, and think about that and you know the challenges you want to solve in those areas. Or even just enjoy life without thinking about anything at all. And one of the ways I, I enjoy doing this is sitting in a hammock and staring at the waves, um, which I, I think I've talked a lot about my 
my hammock lifestyle, especially when I live in Mexico and how much I enjoy that. I'm really, really good at scheduling hammock time, but actually I do need to get more disciplined about what I think about when I'm in the hammock. Cause I know that a lot of the time my default thinking goes right to my work and my projects and working with my clients. And even though I can be really excited about that, I still need to create a disciplined break from that when I'm doing something crazy fun, like sitting in my hammock. And I think this really just helps us recharge, refocus on what matters most to us and redefine our core priorities so that we can come back really, really fresh and focus on what's really important. And then the third layer is about disconnecting from our ideas, um, our projects, our products, our services, and really going deep with that disconnection. And what I mean by this is much more of a sort of permanent long-term thing where we stop identifying that with them so closely, you know, how, you know, having our self identity so wrapped up in our projects and how good they are and how successful with that, where they are to, to the extent that when they fail to succeed in the, the way that we hope we take it as a personal failure. And this really is a critical part of what I refer to as failure proofing our mindset. So it's actually a really interesting time during the podcast series to talk about this because this episode really does kick off the third section of season one, which is about actively cultivating a failure-proof mindset. So what is a failure-proof mindset? A failure-proof mindset is a mind that can use failure. So for example, failure, the definition of which I think is when things just don't work out the way we expect, the way we hope for, or the way we plan for. So it's a mindset that can use that idea of failure to actually build momentum in your business rather than crush your spirit. Because we take unfavorable results in our work and business very personally. They reflect very personally on us and who we think we are and our self-worth and our identity quite closely. And we also compare ourselves to the success of others, which makes us feel small or unworthy. We shrink back from criticism. Uh, we quit before we even start or halfway through, leaving a trail of incompletes and unfulfilled dreams behind us. And we also might stop showing up in general because we think no one else is ever Ever going to show up to our webinars or our podcasts or ever even start going, you know, ever even going to buy our stuff and respond to our offers. So in these next few episodes of this, this section of the, of, of the season, we're going to talk about how to create a healthy distance between yourself and your ideas so that their failure, your, the failure of your, your ideas and your projects isn't a personal failure. We're going to talk about how to use comparison to actually inspire you and fuel your momentum we're going to talk about why you should love your critics and how to use criticism to build momentum. We're going to talk about when you should quit and when you shouldn't. And we're going to talk about why you should keep showing up even when no one else does. So this first episode in this, this section is all about how to create a healthy distance between you and your ideas so that you can keep going until you get the results you're looking for. Because our ideas, bless them, they don't always take shape as we imagine them at the outset, right? You know as well as I do. They never quite turn out exactly how we imagine them, especially when we're first starting out and we're still really learning how to do everything, how to make things, how to create things, how to communicate our offer, how to sell and market them. And even something like a simple web page never turns out quite how you envision it. And in fact, that takes years and years of practice or in, you know, outsourcing it to someone else to do it for us. And also then, of course, the world doesn't always respond to our ideas and offers favorably either. But the truth is, you know, when our ideas 
take shape in the world and people can actually see them and use them and buy them, of course they're exposed to failure and, and criticism, which can come as quite a shock. And instead of going, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, this is this is what's happening to our product, to our project, to our service, to our offer, we think that failure and criticism is happening to us. And as confident as we think we might be at the outset, we often go round and round in circles in our mind, wondering why the hell our products and services aren't selling like hotcakes and taking that so personally. So it's really important to remember this one thing. You are not your idea. Okay. You are not your idea. Now, when you have um, a degree of separation, when you separate yourself from your idea, as in you don't identify so closely with your ideas as part of you, when you have this mental buffer between yourself and, and your idea, then you don't take the results so personally. And then you can actually focus on thinking more of failure as just a set of results, okay, or information, feedback that you can then use to conduct a new experiment and keep going until you do get the results that you want. So for example, think about it in terms of setting a hypothesis, conducting an experiment and getting results and doing that on repeat, right? Hypothesis, experiment and results on repeat. It's actually really, really cool when you start thinking of, of your work and your business this way, because by results, I really just mean the mass of your business. So for example, you could launch your book to a list of 12,000 people and sell 1000 copies, right? So that is, that's just maths. You launched to a thousand people, you sold 1000 copies, 1000 copies is your result. Maybe you wanted to sell 2000 copies. So you only hit 50% of your target, but you just start looking at it in terms of numbers, right? The maths, or for example, you could have invested $60 in Facebook ads and then generated 120 new leads or signups to your uh, to your list, or maybe a thousand people go through your sales funnel every day and 2% of those people actually purchase something. So you can really start to take a look at those results, look at those numbers, look at the maths without taking it personally, because all it is, is 12,000 people and a thousand copies sold. That's not personal. That's just maths. It is so fascinating when you think about it that way. And then you just start conducting more experiments to see if you can get, if you can get closer to the results that you want. So say $60 of Facebook ads generated 120 new leads. What would happen if you doubled that Facebook investment? How many leads might you generate if you doubled it to $120 and just keep doing those experiments and creating new hypotheses? So, you know, this is really a, a, a hypothesis experiment result mindset, right? It's not personal. It's just maths. So cool. And it really is a failure proof mindset because the concept of failure then is never really part of the equation. Only numbers are part of the equation. And then you can free up your headspace instead of worrying about failing and what it means about you and your identity and your self-worth and all that drama. You can free up your headspace to instead focus on the maths and conducting experiments and getting new results. It's really cool. It literally liberates you to focus on the results that you want to generate. So the first thing you have to do to failure proof your mindset is realize you are not your idea. And then you can focus on the maths. Seriously, how cool is that? But there's, there's a second subtle layer to this part as well. And that is that, you know, if you are not your idea, who and what are you? Well, here's where I'm going to share one of my favorite quotes with you from Dolly Parton, who said, find out who you are 
and then do it on purpose. So this is about really uncovering and knowing and using your best qualities and strengths proactively, really proactively using them to fuel your work and understanding that that is who you are and really closely identifying with your unique set of qualities and strengths that you bring to the table, that you bring to the world, you bring to everything that you do. Because at the end of the day, your essence, you are a collection of unique qualities and characteristics that you've been sharing with the world since the day that you were born. So I really suggest that you find out what they are and then do them on purpose and really closely identify with that instead. So if you have the podcast study pack, you can dive right into worksheet 3.1 to uncover your unique qualities and strengths. I've handpicked some really great exercises and resources to help you do that. And this is especially useful for you if you've been wondering how to create or differentiate your personal brand, or you simply want to understand what value and impact you're already having in the world just by showing up as yourself every day. And then, you know, imagine supersizing that impact if you actually did yourself on purpose. It's kind of exciting. So don't worry, if you don't have the study pack, don't worry, you can grab the podcast pack by heading over to the show notes at stephanieholland.co forward slash 14 and using the code podcast P-O-D-C-A-S-T at checkout for 50% off. You're going to get the digital copy of the book, The Freedom Philosophy, also the workbook that has a worksheet for each podcast episode, the audio book so you can listen on the go and a ton of other resources, templates and video lessons that I don't sell anywhere else. But just remember, I just want to come back to the the essence of this show, if our sense of self is tied too closely to our idea, our idea, we run the risk of sabotaging its biggest potential impact and outcome and worse, even becoming its slave, its mental and emotional slave. Failure is a thriving reality for those who identify with their ideas the most, who self-identify with their ideas. Um, failure really, the concept of failure feeds off this self-identification. So please remember, beautiful person, you are not your idea. Find out your unique qualities and strengths and then do them on purpose because that's who you are. That is what you are. And you're already doing it to some degree. So have a beautiful week and I'll see you next time on Thriving Empire. Bye.